Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Katie Mox, joined by Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson. I get those mixed up sometimes. And John Breach. Fellas, how are we doing today? Katie, I got a question for you. This is my first time on the show with you, so I yes. that's good. <laughs> Had my fingers crossed Brinson wouldn't be here, Breach, but he showed up, so it is what it is. <laughs> but Katie, you grew up in California. Brinson and I are North Carolina guys. Breach is from Parts Unknown. Growing up, what did you call this, Katie? A beanie. See, Brinson and I called it, even though we lived in a place with no snow, we called it a toboggan. Team Breach, we got another point here. And that's usually the response. Yeah, go ahead. Isn't a toboggan a sled? Finger up, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Katie, that is always a sled. That's always the first thing people say. You see how incredulous her face is right now? That how ridiculous it is that you call that a toboggan? It's so incorrect. I don't even know where to go. I don't know where it came from. Is the thing I was talking to my my kids about this last night. I live in New York now. They're fifteen and eleven, and they're like, "That's a weird thing to call." Like, why would you have a sled on your head, type thing? But I I was wondering what what you called out in California, and apparently it's what everyone calls it, except for me and Brent. Um, I I would also. Well, I was just going to point yeah. out that you're like, a toboggan is a sled. See, where we come from, what we call a sled is a, a sled. And so, therefore, well, toboggan is open to, to hat discussion. I what? In California, I do I, – I call a – what do you call a rain jacket? Is there a name that y- y'all call it? Because a rain jacket. Yeah, rain jacket. Rain Wait, you ever call rain. it a slicker? A rain yeah, I've slicker. Heard I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. No, yeah. A uh, raincoat because, is usually what I would yeah, call Yeah, raincoat. Yeah, but to yeah. Brinson's point about the sled thing, we call sled sleds, but there's also a toboggan is a different type of sled. That has the like rim the in the front school. that curves up. Right, with the wood slats. Right, right. Yeah, but no, that's right. Everything else is just a sled. Yeah. Wait, okay. The, wait, the, All right. The, well, the, 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 the wood slats with like the little, like the, the things you, you can turn, that's what you call a toboggan? I just call that like a old sled. A fancy sled? An old sled. A fancy sled. All right, well, let's let's, let's toboggan into today's show, right? Let's slide right in, guys. Yeah, you like that? Okay. Bold predictions for free agency, and we'll start with quarterbacks. And my guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, where do we think he's going? All right, so, you know, it's probably good that we didn't have you on – late in the season because Billy's an Eagles fan. <laughs> he would have been a huge butthole during that eagles Brock Purdy game. So that's uh, good that you gave when you did. Bri- but take solace in knowing, Katie, that that uh, Billy got his due at that Super Bowl. I don't think I've talked to you oh. since, Billy, so congratulations on second place. But Jimmy yep. Garoppolo, where is he going to end up? And this is bold for a lot of reasons. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense because Tom Brady has retired for now. Kyle Trask is the only quarterback on the roster. Jimmy G would go in there and have uh, some playmakers. Leonard Fournette's gone, but they still have Mike Godwin. They still have um, Chris Godwin, and they still have Mike Evans. But they are dead last in available salary cap space, like negative $50 trillion. Uh, Jimmy G ain't playing for free. So a lot of things have to happen <laughs> for this to, to be a landing spot. But Jimmy Garoppolo to the Buccaneers, in my mind, makes sense. In reality, it is probably the boldest of bold predictions. But I think it would put them right back in the mix in that division. As we sit here, they they might actually be the worst team in this division. See, I like Jimmy in Florida, but I see him <laughs> as a bold prediction going to Miami. So we do know that Mike McDaniel said that they're happy with Tua. He fits perfectly in their offense, the way that they want to run things. They're not interested in Lamar Jackson. 
But I'm not sure that I am fully buying that. Look, he had two concussions last season, so his health is a big question mark. He didn't exactly have a clean injury report before that. He's had some rib injuries, injuries to his throwing hand. And if there's anything that we learned from last season, which I call basically the season of the backup quarterbacks, it's that premium insurance on your signal caller is absolutely necessary. And who better than Jimmy Gorgeous? over here, who, by the way, probably could use a tan over there. He has proven that he is a great quarterback that can win and get a team deep into the postseason. They've got that one-two punch. you got Tyreek Hill. you got Jalen Waddell. They've got a very tight window of getting to a Super Bowl, possibly winning a Super Bowl. So I do think they need to prioritize adding a veteran quarterback. Now, I don't know that he wants to go and be a backup, but I don't know that he necessarily – has too much to say about it considering he is so injury prone man just just when you think jimmy garoppolo can't get any more handsome imagine him with that sun-kissed hand down there in mm. south florida katie my goodness uh, uh i'll just weigh in real quick and say i'll take the obvious one jimmy the raiders he's got the history with josh mcdaniels and i have to think those two are probably texting each other like hey man you want to come to vegas uh because it's a short flight from san francisco you don't even have to move you just you can commute to work. I don't care. I don't have a quarterback. Just please come here and sign. Are you, are you guys? Is, can anybody name the current? Uh, the only there's only one quarterback on the Raiders who's like currently under contract with the Raiders. Can anybody name that quarterback? Is it Mr. Stidham? No. It's if you can name it, I'll give you three Brinson bucks. Whoa! What are those worth in real bucks? Zero dollars. Yeah. Zero you have to pay. You have to pay for Katie. Three dollars for the. Seriously, I mean, like, I, I, uh, like, I, I, I wrote because I wrote, I wrote a story. I don't know if anybody saw this. I wrote a, a, an article. A wait, wait, what year is this? I know. You wrote a story. <laughs> um, it actually, uh, and but I was like pointing out how these teams who you know were, oh, uh, it was like, like immediately you know like, no interest in Lamar Jackson, blah blah blah, and I was like, all right, I need to look and see who the Raiders have under contract. The only quarterback I believe, unless I'm missing something, because I believe, um, uh, your boy, uh. Uh, Jared Stidham is a, is a free agent. The only co- co- current quarterback under contract for the Raiders is Chase Garbers, who oh, yeah. may be a real person. Who knows? Did he go to Cal? He, he did, did go, go to Cal. Cal. Oh, draft yeah. expert. Look at him. That's one yeah, and so, a half Brinson Bucks for you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get to keep my Brinson Bucks. The point being is that, like, I mean, the Raiders make so much Jimmy G. That would be the obvious pick. I would go with two. I'm going to, if I'm going to go bold, though, I'm going to say that he goes back to San Francisco. How about that? <gasps> Y'all oh, already said he, yeah, just That's for you, Katie. Happened. Just for you, Kelly. Um, you know, he uh he Cal Shannon already said it's it's a bit, Wilson. She calls me Brian, I call her Kelly. It's a whole thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the, it confuses um, everybody. They're like, wow, you really don't know her name, and they think that you're famous. Right. Hey, you know, Katie, it, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise of, of right. being a <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a bit. Everybody's like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're just an you're I don't say the A-word, but he's <laughs> an a-hole. Um, the, uh, but the thing with like, Kyle Shannon already said, he's like, no, he's not coming back. Well, that's what they said last year when he was sitting on right. that practice field by himself, you know, just being handsome and throwing footballs at a, at a, at a tackling dummy. And then, you know, tr- you know, Trey Lance gets hurt, and all of a sudden Jimmy's back in the fold. Well, what if, you know, your boy Brock Purdy, there's a chance that like, he misses the entire season. We don't know how this is going to play out with Brock Purdy. And if that's the case – San Francisco, and maybe this segues into one of Breach's bold predictions. Yeah. San Francisco is going to need another quarterback. Why not? Why not just bring back Jimmy G, who's still in the open market? Wait, Breach, do they need another quarterback? <laughs> yes. Got to wait, Ryan. Got to keep tuning in. Okay, I'm going to hang yeah. around then. All right, Breach, you're, you're set up perfectly for this. Yeah, go, go with it, Breach. When you say segue, right. hey, well, I, if we want to go to the next <laughs> bold prediction, let's do it. One of mine is that the 49ers will sign a veteran quarterback. It won't be Jimmy Garoppolo, but I am saying that they will land a former NFL MVP. So that is the prediction on its own. The 49ers will sign a former NFL MVP. It leaves me, it leaves the door open for a couple options. Can Number I guess? one, let me guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Lamar Jackson. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, Joe Montana. Um, he's a former MVP. Boomer Esiason, also a former MVP. Uh, but look, I don't think the, the Ford hours will be crazy enough to sign Lamar Jackson. Although no. maybe there's a, a 2% chance, but I think the two that I was specifically thinking of Matt Ryan, uh, if Matt Ryan gets Aww. cut by the Colts, which is very likely, 
Look he is Katie's a former face. NFL MVP who thrived with Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta in 2016. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe Shanny calls him up, says, hey, look, man, you can start the first five games of the season. We'll play it by year after that. I don't know where Brock's going to be. I don't know where Trey Lance is going to be, but I can guarantee you a couple starts. And if you play well, you keep the job. Uh, and then the other one is the obvious one, Tom Brady. He's a former NFL MVP. Maybe Shanahan talks him out of retirement. We all know that Brady would really, really love to play for the 49ers. At least he wanted to back in 2020. So maybe that's still on his plate. Uh, yeah. So I think the 49ers. Land can I ask you a question? Aaron Rodgers you can throw out there too. I mean, just yeah, you can mean, throw Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you got an out there at least. Let me ask you this though, Breach. The Matt Ryan thing, you sold me on that over the course of your explanation. Because he's worth about four and a half games, and then he's done. And assuming yeah. Brock Purdy's ready or, or Trey Lance is ready to go, Aaron Rodgers and or Tom Brady ain't playing four and a half games and then sitting on the bench. And also, what are you doing with Trey Lance and or Brock Purdy? No, if you if you bring Tom Brady out of retirement, he's your starter for the season. But why but waste you know, that money? Well, what what money are you wasting? Maybe Brady agrees to a $20 million deal. He signed for $25 million okay. in Tampa Bay. And, and with Brady, you know he's not long-term. It is your starter in 2023. Uh, Brock, you can have the reins next year. We'll let your elbow heal for a full season. I don't know what we're going to do with Trey Lance. Probably trade him, but I, I think they would be fine with Tom Brady for one year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Katie, Katie is, a, is a resident Niners fan. Are you, I mean, cause I think, I mean, I think, I think it's a pretty good bold prediction. I just like, it's very clear. It just seems very clear that Kyle Shanahan can't be a hundred percent sold that Trey Lance is ready to go, which no. you know, if you go in with just Trey Lance and a hurt Brock Purdy, you would rather have a veteran, right? As a Niners fan. Yes, I do think that we need a veteran quarterback because we don't know if Brock Purdy is going to. I think that Brock Purdy is going to end up being the quarterback for the 49ers. It doesn't seem like from what I'm hearing, too, that they're all that sold on Lance. Now, of course, they haven't really seen what he can do. He hasn't really played football in about three years now. And I know that the upside to him potentially is very high. But we know that Brock Purdy fits so well in this offense, can win in this offense. And, you know, if he didn't get hurt in the NFC Championship game, who knows what we'd be discussing right now but they do need a veteran i hope it's not matt ryan i understand what you're saying breach yes he's got about four games and look the niners start slow anyways we end up losing in the beginning of the season a lot and then get better later so fine if he comes and it doesn't work out too well and then brock purdy comes in that's great i really truly believe that tom brady is retired i don't know if you guys saw his tweet but he adopted a kitten for his daughter and apparently that takes up a lot of time so Katie. i don't think tom brady is coming but yes the kitten thing that's something you put on your dating profile he's just trying to, to get get girls that's not oh, a real thing the, uh, or, or, the kitten i mean also out. when you start adding animals you already got kids you start adding animals you know what you really want to do get out of the house like that you got you got more stuff to deal with yeah, you think you think his kids are caring for that kitten? Tom Brady's on kitten duty right now. Like this guy's this guy's scooping litter box. Well, he's probably paying somebody to scoop a litter box, but you get the point. Um, I, I actually think that Matt Ryan is. I, I, this is going to be an uh, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. I, yes, I think yeah. that if you put him in a in a Kyle Shanahan system with a good offensive line, that he would be a lot better than people expect. I, I don't think. Branson. I think the Colts. Why is he better than Brock? Was terrible last year, and Jeff Saturday was his coach for half the season. Why is he better than Brock Purdy? He's better than an injured Brock Purdy. He's better than an injured Brock. He has Tommy John surgery and he's out for the year. Then Matt Ryan's a better option. He's not out for the year. Brock Purdy's six month turnaround. Brock Purdy's the guy. Brock Purdy is the guy. I will go ahead and say that Brock Purdy is the guy. What? Shut up. So I will say it again. Brock Purdy is (laughs) the guy. Look, the team is sold on him. You've heard what George Kittle has been saying. You've heard what a lot of, they believe in him. They know they can win with him. And and so does the front office. But I have seen a lot of people that think that Lamar is going, What one, we don't have the, we, you know, as a member of the 49ers, don't have the capital for Lamar. I think they would have about $6 million in cap space. They got to pay Nick Bosa. I saw a Twitter, someone on Twitter say the other day that we should, uh, we should offer up Nick Bosa to get uh, Lamar Jackson, which I almost threw up because that's definitely not something mm. that I'm willing to do as the GM. That's a weird. That's a weird take. It's a weird take. Like I mean, I mean, Lamar, though, I, mean obviously, I mean, Lamar. I mean, Lamar is incredible. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Lamar, but like, you. I mean, who, who would you rather have Trey Lance and Nick Bosa or Lamar Jackson? Trey Lance Katie? and Nick Bosa. Trey Lance and Nick Bosa. I want the defense. Katie is all in here. on the 49ers. <laughs> I would not give up Nick Bosa for anything. All right, Katie so has Wilson. Brock Purdy tattooed across, like right here. <laughs> all right, <laughs> no Katie. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> Katie, I got a quick question. Thirty seconds, so we don't we don't have to go all day on this. How did you okay. feel when the 49ers traded up 
to number three and you didn't know who they were taking. Were you okay with that at the time? No. No, oh, okay. we had Jimmy Garoppolo that is the most, not the most winning quarterback for the 49ers, but we had not been good before he came. Then all of a sudden we're winning games before, got to the Super Bowl. I know a lot of people blame him for that second half meltdown. Some of us think that maybe it was a little bit of the play calling, but I think that you had a mm. great quarterback. Yes, he got injured in 2020, but so did everybody else on the 49ers team. So I did not think, I would have rather them invested in the secondary. I would have rather them invested you know, in the O-line, which we'll get to in a little bit. I don't think we needed to do that, but it was very clear that Kyle Shanahan wasn't sold on Jimmy Garoppolo long-term for the 49ers. Clearly that has a lot to do with the fact that he is injury prone, but then what happens? Then we get Trey Lance, he gets injured right away. I don't, it's no, I didn't think so, but I could talk about this all day and I don't want to hijack the entire podcast. So Wilson, talk to us about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And look, this happens every year. It's like, um, Breach, you remember this? You used to read Sweet Valley High, those books. Remember those? Like every <laughs> hey, year, like the, there you go. Like the quarterback <laughs> and the head cheerleader break up. And every year you're like, oh, they're not going to get back together over the summer. And every September they get back together and they're great for a year. They have their ups and downs. And over, right before the school ends, they break up again. That's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Every yeah. year around this time, we're like, all right, this is it. There are reports out of Green Bay that they can't work with Aaron because he's a pain in the butt or he he's not being nice to the young wide receivers and every year he's right back there. Now, look, it feels like this year more than previous ones. This might be the final time they break up. Maybe they're going off to college breach. I don't know, but <laughs> I just think, I think it's going to be a thing where they come back. I don't think Matt LaFleur is actually crazy about it. I don't think Brian Gutekunst is crazy about it, but they're over a barrel in terms of the salary cap. Their fingers crossed. Like, please let Woody Johnson fall for this <laughs> and take this off our hands and give us draft picks in return and take the salary cap and all that with it. But I think he's back in Green Bay for another year. I, I'll believe it when I see it, and I have yet to see it. Um, I, I got to be honest. I Of all the things on my Pick 6 podcast bingo card today, I didn't have Ryan Wilson makes a Sweet Valley High reference. You know what's up. Discussing Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And here we are. I, I don't think – I think this is – I mean, I think it's bold because I – think it's, I think it's both bold and a really good prediction because we've seen, you know, to Wilson's point, like Rodgers, you know, like it's like – Okay, and we get it. Like, and don't get me look again. As I've expressed on this podcast, like, if I was as rich and famous as Aaron Rodgers and in this position, I would probably be doing the same thing, like drawing attention to myself and like soaking up all the headlines. Uh, By the way, know. you are not as rich as Aaron Rodgers, and you do make it all about you. So you're you're right. <laughs> right. right there. Imagine if I was a, like a rich. <laughs> right. Imagine if I was a rich, famous quarterback. Like you right. guys would really, really hate <laughs> me. I'd be, I'd be I'd be like Favre and Rodgers combined. Yikes. Um, I, I, but it's like, you know, I just think that it is going to be, it's just, I mean, the Jets thing seems nice. I, I don't, I don't understand why the Jets think they're a quarterback away. I think they're further to quarterback away. Uh, maybe, maybe that doesn't matter if they ultimately trade for Rodgers anyway. Um, but I tend to think that it, he could end up staying with Green Bay, even though you hear these rumors that, you know, Rodgers, they want, that Green Bay wants Rodgers to say he's retiring or that he's, you know, that he's, he's just done, or he's retiring, he's done in Green Bay. And so they can, they can actually trade him. Um, it's such a hard, it's a hard contract to move. They're not going to get a ton in return. And even if they want to see what Jordan Love's got, like Rodgers gives them the best chance to win in 2023 if that's what they're trying to do. Hey, let me I, ask you a quick question, Breach. Unless you want to answer Brinson's question first. I'll ask the question. You can answer whichever the question you want. I'm of the opinion. I'd be interested to hear what Katie thinks about this, too, because it's her dude. I think Jimmy G makes a trillion times more sense in, in New York for the Jets than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's a free agent. You don't have to give up draft picks. He's not going to be a pain in the locker room. You have that defense. And I think he is, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, he's a, a on the same trajectory, but a huge upgrade over Mike White and what he was able to do last year. He does all those things. And I think they're in the in the mix for the division if you have Jimmy G healthy. Well, I think the one thing with Rodgers in New York is the obvious Nathaniel Hackett connection where obviously Hackett was a disaster in Denver, but when he was working with Rodgers in Green Bay, they did very well together. And so I, I think that's kind of what the Jets are putting all their eggs in this Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers basket, which does seem a little crazy because it's like the eggs are already starting to crack. And if you carry the basket the wrong way, they're all Denver already Denver already tried this eggs basket thing. And it worked really with Russell Wilson, Rogers. someone Nathaniel Hackett had never worked with, but we've already but, seen it. Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers work together. They hired Hackett thinking they were going to trade for Rodgers, And then that fell through and they had to trade for Russ. Well, right. And I'm saying that, Aaron Rodgers with Nathaniel Hackett in New York makes sense. I'm not, that doesn't mean Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a disaster last year with Russell Wilson. 
What about I'm my Jimmy G thing? The the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett thinking that that would help. Like, no, we we get that. Facilitate a trade. I, no, get that. I think with the Jimmy G thing, that just means the Packers or the Jets don't or the Packers don't have all the leverage in this trade that maybe they think they have because the Jets can say, all right, you know what? If they're going to ask for uh, way too many draft picks and Aaron Rodgers won't restructure his contract, we'll just go call Jimmy G's agent and see if we can work something out with him. Uh, but I do think it's interesting. The Packers have gone totally dark this week. They're not leaking anything out. They're not talking to anyone. They haven't said, oh, yeah, maybe we'll trade Aaron. Maybe we won't. Or uh, we gave people permission to the Jets to talk to them. They, they haven't said anything. They're just totally dark and letting everything happen. I maybe agree with you. I agree with you, Wilson. I, I've been I've been wanting Jimmy G to go to the Jets for, I don't know, months now. But once I saw that the Jets have flown to California to try to, you know, woo Aaron Rodgers, I kind of gave up uh, on having Jimmy G close here in New York City. But I do think that they have the weapons uh, in New York. They have a good defense. Obviously, Robert Sala and uh, and Jimmy G have a good relationship. So I think he would fit in very well to that offense and would elevate them almost immediately. But it's hard to kind of compare Aaron Rodgers with Jimmy Garoppolo if they have their heart set on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't get the Aaron Rodgers things. But but again, Woody Johnson has done crazier things, so I, I won't put it outside their own possibility. Well, Brinson, who, Jimmy G or Aaron Rodgers, and let's say you're getting Aaron Rodgers who, who's going to half-ass it. Who wins um, more games next year for the Jets? Uh, I, think, I think Rodgers I, – well, see, I think with Rodgers – the half-assing it, and I know that there's like rumors that he was like kind of half-assing it in in Greenberry. They felt like he was half-assing. It looked it. like it. Yeah, at times it definitely did, and they certainly and like they also stayed away from voluntary workouts in the off season when he didn't have you know like Devontae Adams had been traded. No, you know all these rookie receivers. Like, dude, I mean, you if you're trying to win, like you have to get in there and and, and do that stuff. Um, I, I think that Rogers in a in a Jets uniform would. Not necessarily because he's in a jet. Like I just think on another team, we saw how Rodgers played when Mike McCarthy got fired. <laughs> Rodgers was yeah. like, "Hey, f you, f f you, Mike. It wasn't my fault. Look at check this out. I'm going to win a couple MVPs." Um, and I think if he went to the Jets, he's such a spiteful human being. And I say that mm-hmm. with as a compliment coming from another spiteful <laughs> human being. That I think he would. I think he would play really well for the Jets. Um, if, if, if the offensive line is good enough, they've got, you know, they got enough weapons in the passing game where it would work. I think he would, I think he would be a, I think he would be a, I think he would be spiteful and bitter and want to show the Packers that they screwed up. And so I, I will say Rogers over Garoppolo, but I, mm. I think Jimmy G would be good in, in, in New York too. Breach, you have any thoughts? All right. Two to two. I say Rogers over Garoppolo, same Never thing. Mind. Just a slight. You and Katie like Garoppolo in New York. We do. So we do. Katie just wa- Katie just wants to go to Jets games. That's all she two, wants to do. Two against two. It's two against two. <laughs> Look, Princeton, that's neither here nor there. That's not what we're talking about here. I think it's a good fit into their offense. It would just be a cherry on top uh, if you happen to be in New York. But we're going to take a very quick break here. You're watching the Pick Six podcast. We'll be right back. The top players from the best schools and conferences in black college basketball will compete for the second ever HBCU All-Star Game, April 2nd on CBS. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All-Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Back on the Pick 6 podcast, I am Katie Mox here joined with Brinson, the Brinsonator. And we've got Ryan Wilson and John Breach with us as well talking bold predictions for free agency. We already talked about the quarterbacks a little bit. So now let's maybe move to wide receivers. The OBJ sweepstakes that almost never was last season is still heating up. Wilson, where do you think OBJ goes? Well, we saw clips of him catching passes the other day after ACL tear number two. By the way, funny story, not funny story, a a story. Last week at the combine, we were interviewing all the players and Hidden Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee, came through and, you know, right before we started taping, uh, I was sitting next to him and I said, hey, Hidden, uh, you and I have something in common. And this is literally what I said to him. Hey, we both tore our ACLs. What's up? <laughs> He's like, uh, Was he like, wow, right. that's such a uncommon thing. Well, when he thing. said, 
He's not, not a great icebreaker, Wilson. <laughs> not a great yeah, icebreaker. yeah. It's like yeah, like you you tore your ACL playing in an old man rec soccer league. He like tore his ACL and it cost him a chance to win a national title. He's oh, like, yeah. that's that's cool, bro. Yeah, it's like yeah, just only impacted my draft stock, cost me millions of dollars and maybe a chance to win the Heisman and and bring the first Tennessee title to to Knoxville since you know T Martin played. But, Look, but yeah, T. Martin, no, no, you got the T Martin one right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because Peyton Manning didn't win one. T Martin won the year after he left. I was in Tennessee then. But um, yeah, I'm sure that that was a. I'm sure that went over well with uh, with him. Yeah. But they, they like that. How did it go? He actually, he's actually great. Like he he was like, oh, cool. What kind of? He actually said, what kind of graft did you get? Like, how did they fix it? And then we had a little conversation. But uh, yeah, so he's a stellar young man. That was a stupid thing for me to say. But uh, to breach his point, <laughs> that's that's the kind of type of game I got. I'm talking about injuries when I meet people. All right, uh-huh. OBJ uh-huh. tore his ACL twice. He's catching passes on Twitter yesterday, so that means he's probably 100%. Giants said they're going to – sounds like they're going to eat the old Kenny Galladay contract and bring him back for one more year. Uh, and I mentioned Kenny Galladay and the Giants because Breach, Odell Beckham Jr., the third related to Eugene Cyril Smith, is coming back to New York Giants. Now that Danny Dimes has his money, they'll get Saquon there. They'll add a legit playmaker, Wondell Robinson, <laughs> returning from his ACL injury, and that team is going to be in the mix to potentially win the division. Giants. I like it, man. I think it's a good one. Look, you look at Daniel Jones. People love to roast him that he doesn't deserve his $40 million a year. And you can certainly make that argument. But he didn't have anyone to throw to last year. So he was literally out there uh, throwing to guys. Look, we're watching these clips. You're watching on YouTube. You see Odell just out there making these one-handed catch. Uh, You know, and I don't know if Odell's going to look like he did a couple years ago, especially coming off a torn ACL. But I like I like it. I like the Odell return to New York and giving Danny Dimes some actual receivers to throw to. I'm 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 in on it, man. I love I love the idea of like Odell Beckham in that Giants uniform. I mean, you know, you think back to, you know, I mean, when he came on, when he busted on the scene, and remember, he he won Rookie of the Year and put up a monster rookie season, and he did it after missing several games early on. The that catch, I mean, how what, what year is it? 2014. Like that catch was. I mean, just one, I mean, like it's, it's just a, literally an unforgettable moment in, in NFL history. And it's just a regular season catch, but um, he, he's a special talent. You'd like to see him get back to where he was. He's, you know, if, if, they don't, if the Rams don't bring him in, I don't, I don't know if the Rams win the Super Bowl. And so as much as we want to like get annoyed by all the stuff that Odell does in, in terms of, you know, generating headlines and unnecessarily generating headlines, Odell watch, whatever, you know, whatever it is. I do think that him in New York would be a, a fun spot, especially if Danny Dimes continues to progress. Well, how much do you guys think that he's worth? Because he reportedly, you know, wanted twenty million dollars. How much do you think seven. he signs? Not back? twenty million. Seven. Yeah, like seven million maybe. If he's, I give him ten. You give him? Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's. I feel like that's overpaying ten. But he, I don't know if he'll play for seven. But here's the thing: even if he only has zero ACLs left intact, he's better than Kenny Galladay. So that's an upgrade. I mean, just that's just for the record, right? here's. I was going to say, here's the $10 million guys uh, currently just on average, like well, 11.5, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Nelson, Nelson Hagelar, 11, Tyler Boyd, 10.75, Devontae, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Russell Gates, Tim Patrick. All right, maybe you got to give him 12. No, I think 10's okay. Look, some of those names, like wow. Curtis, I, he's in Curtis Samuel territory right now, I feel like. Yeah, I think, I think 11 something is fine. All right, well, let's talk about, about the, let's talk about D-Hop. So yeah. he's got what two years left on his contract. He did tell Pat McAfee that he's been he wants to be flexible on those years, or he's willing to be flexible flexible on those years. Uh, he hired an agent again, which he hasn't had for the last couple of years. So it's clear that he's looking for a new contract. Any ideas on uh, where you think he's going to go? You want to start, Katie? Or you want me to start? You start. This isn't going to happen either, but that's why it's called bold predictions. It sounds like everybody's yes. time. Out of um, out of New England, NBC. Where is he? Breach, uh, Brinson, NBC. Where? Tom Curran. Yeah, NBC. Yeah, uh, NBC. Uh, Austin or whatever. Yeah, NBC New England. Yeah, what, what is it? It's, he's with NBC. Tom. Right. I, I wanted to give him his due. Anyway, he's been covering the Patriots for a thousand years. Incredibly smart. He said this is probably a long shot, and I sort of given away the secret here. But Patriots get DeAndre Hopkins. We know that Bill Belichick has a history of going after guys. DeAndre's not on the downside of his career, but veteran guys who, for one reason or another, um, aren't working out with their current teams. Randy Moss is the most obvious example. Uh, Corey Dillon, breaches Corey Dillon, went there and won a Super Bowl back in the day. 
Albert Hainsworth was there for a minute. That didn't work out. Chad Johnson was there. Ocho Cinco was there for a minute. That didn't work out, although he did get to the Super Bowl, too. I don't think they won it. That was the Giants Super Bowl, the second one. Uh, so DeAndre Hopkins comes in. And Breach, you bring him in for one reason and one reason only. To revitalize, bring back to life, resuscitate McCorkle Jones, future Hall of Famer. Man, I don't are, are, are McCorkle Jones and DeAndre going to get along? Is that offense going to work with mm. uh, DeAndre Hopkins not getting the touches he wants? I mean, I don't hate it because the Patriots, as you just dissected, have been willing to make to bring in these older veterans uh, who have a lot of talent left, who have gas left in the tank and can completely revitalize things. But it just seems like a big move for the Patriots to make considering where they are. I just think they have a few other issues. So, Ryan... I'm going to give your grade. Are we grading? Can I grade you? I'm going to give you a Before B you grade, let me, let, me throw, let me throw this in. I do deserve a grade. This is going to hurt my grade, but I want you to respond to this. What do you think the first thing DeAndre Hopkins says to Bill O'Brien after Bill O'Brien had traded him to Arizona for a bag of footballs? Oh. He writes him a check for 10% of that money and says, thanks for uh, for getting me the second biggest contract oh. for a receiver in NFL history. All right, so that was he my did, grade. He, did, ahead, get a, grade he did get a monster contract when he went to, when he went to Arizona. Yeah, that, the Bill O'Brien thing might be a little... A little bit of a, 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 a not a cog, cog. No, what would be a, a, a obstacle? Chicken? I'm trying to figure something with a wheel. You'd still like a, like hitching your giddy up. Uh, a stick in the spoke, so to speak. Yeah. But to Breach's point, he did get paid in Arizona. What's my grade, mm-hmm. Breach? A B plus now. Yes. There we go. A B plus. All right. Well, grade, grade mine then, because I think that D-Hop gets traded to the Baltimore Ravens. So with the way things are looking right now, and uh, Brinson wrote a great article on this, it seems to me that Lamar Jackson is staying in Baltimore. That's the most likely scenario. So what do they need? Well, they need an elite receiver in the worst way to support him. D-Hop would be a massive upgrade from Demarcus Robinson, who's currently their wide receiver one. I read a stat that the Ravens haven't had a thousand plus yard wide receiver since Mike Wallace in 2016. Now, of course, you know, D-Hop is 31 years old and he was suspended for six games or nine games or whatever it was last season for the PEDs. But it does seem that like Arizona is looking to rebuild. They fired their head coach, general manager, parted ways, J.J. Watt retired. And the teams are friendly. They did negotiate Hillary Brown's deal uh, last season. So I feel like D-Hop would be good for the Ravens. And they do have draft picks. They've got a first, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth in 2020. Now he's not going to be a first rounder, but I could see maybe some kind of package for him. Well, they traded Hollywood Brown last year, and that, that makes Lamar very happy. And then Eric DeCosta, the GM, said that they would like to get better drafting wide receivers. That didn't make Rashad Bateman very happy. That All that said, Dre Hopkins would be a huge upgrade. The only issue is you got to make sure Lamar's coming back because if you trade for Dre Hopkins and then you don't have a quarterback, I guess you get the two first-round picks and you can sort that out, but you, you're in a bad way if you're trying to roll forward w- without the yeah, other MVP. This is, based, this is based on Lamar Jackson staying with the Ravens. I like it. I, I think it makes a ton of sense because the wide receivers, as you've noted, Katie, have not been great. No disrespect to Rashad Bateman. And it tells Lamar that you're serious about winning when he's been spending the past four or five years wondering, hey, you guys going to bring a receiver in at all instead of just trading them away? I, I could use some help here. Uh, I give this a B plus too. What do you think, Brenton? Uh, yeah, I, you know what? This is the, you know, look, this is the first time Katie's been graded on the show. You guys are rude. I'm going to be rude. Hey, <laughs> <Hey. laughs> no, it's uh, okay. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, an A minus is good. You got two B, B plus, two B plus, and A minus. It's very good. Um, two B plus is A minus. You know, I love it. Yeah, that's 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 more than I made in my entire college career. Um, I would say that uh, I, you know I'm gonna throw out a, I'm gonna throw out a team that like I th- and I, I don't even know like how this exactly would work, but I think it's kind of interesting. What about the Chiefs? Ooh, like you put a I mean, like I know they got rid of Tyree Kill and they morphed it and they won the Super Bowl morphing into this entirely different offense, but like. If you toss New Hopkins into an offense with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like. Yeah, but to Breach's point about the Patriots and Dre Hopkins, is he going to want to be in a team where Travis Kelsey gets 85% of the targets? I don't know, man. I think, like, if you're if you're making enough money, I think if you're winning, it's cool. Like, it's a, it's a lot easier to deal with it if you're winning, you know? So, yeah, I'm not saying it's guaranteed that he's going to be down for that, but, like. Okay. Uh, and I'll say Hopkins to the Giants. Hopkins the Giants. Also worth noting that Hopkins his PED the Giants. Suspe- 
his PED suspension actually he had a full no trade clause and that suspension voided his no trade clause. So mm. that's probably why he's a little more amenable to reworking his contract and these ideas that he could be traded. Otherwise, he'd be like, nah, I'm hanging here and getting that cash. Well, that's another thing is he hired an agent again, which he hasn't had for the last two years. And that's something that Lamar Jackson doesn't have right now. For, what do you guys think of players not having agents? Is it a smart thing to do or do you think it actually hinders them? I'll just say what Lance Zerline said, who does radio in Houston and his dad was in the league for a long time as an assistant coach. And he works for NFL network for, in terms of their the draft coverage. Has a great podcast as well. No, he's a friend of the podcast. Uh, he told me he changed he changed his profile on that. <laughs> he changed his status on Facebook. <laughs> he's he's appeared it's on the podcast. He, with doesn't, six. he doesn't have a choice. He's appeared on the podcast. He doesn't have a choice. But he made this point he's on Twitter, friend. and I think it, it's a great point. Whatever. If you don't want an agent, that's one thing. But Lamar has missed out on all this marketing money, all this yeah. free local ad money. Like he, it's literally free money to say that, you know, you're going to represent the local car dealership or, or whatever, or you, you're going to be a Gatorade guy or a Nike guy or whatever. Um, primarily, I would imagine, because he doesn't have time to sort through all that stuff. That's why you have an agent. And the other thing that I've been talking about when I get asked about this, the whole Lamar thing, and Lamar, if he wants to ask for $500 million guaranteed, that is his right. And especially when you look at how bad Deshaun Watson was, and he's like, I'm better than that guy. The problem is... And we all know this. When you do contracts, you start taking things personally when you're in the room and your bosses are calling you out for sucking at certain parts of your job, which is what the Ravens have to do when they're negotiating with agents. And agents have a more sterile viewpoint about their clients than the client does. And I get it. I would be angry, too, if I were Lamar. And they're like, well, man, you got hurt and you don't win playoff games, so we're not giving you so-and-so money. If that would happen to be a conversation, he probably took that personally. I just think it's worth especially when you're one of the best players on planet earth, it's worth it to have an agent to handle all that stuff. And then the, the, the marketing stuff will pay for your agent. I heard uh, another friend of the podcast, Scott Pioli, uh, former, uh, you know, former. He also said manager. he's out on the pod, but go ahead. That's just fine. Everybody, everybody, can be out. <laughs> what, everybody hates the pod now. What's happening? <laughs> I, I don't know. No, Brinson sucks. I think. The, um, so, but Pioli pointed out that, uh, Teddy Bruschi uh, at one point had no agent when he was negotiating new England. And he was like, it, it was, it was tough because you know, this is after they've won super bowls and he, you know, he came back from the, he had a big health issue. Um, and, and it's like, you know, Pioli is like, you have to be cognizant that you are, to, to Wilson's point, you're like, you don't, you know, you're saying things that could come off as personal, but it's yeah. really, it is just business. But that's like, that's difficult. Like Lamar might be like, here's what I want. And the Ravens are like, well, no, we have to negotiate. He's like, I don't really have time to negotiate. Like, this is just what I want. And that, that just makes it incredibly tough to do business in the NFL. Well, and agents are incentivized and agents have relationships with all of these organizations, which he doesn't have like, and yeah, I mean, I have an agent, I'm sure you guys do too. And it's one of those things where, well, you will. I represent Breach and Breach represents me. It's a weird thing. And I, and I get it. You don't, you don't want to pay someone and, and you think you could do it by yourself. But the reality is, is nine times out of 10, you can't do it by yourself or you're not going to get as good of deal as you could possibly get. And, uh, you know, I'm as much as, you know, I don't love writing a check every single month. I am where I am because of my agents put me there. So I think it well, is. Well, a your, big, agent, um, your agent got you here. This is yikes. where your agent got you is here. Well, <laughs> no, I guess not, not I mean, this I'm here too. podcast <laughs> with CVS. Oh, roasted. Hey, Katie. Uh, uh, no, no, is, but it also, in all seriousness, like if Lamar Jackson has an agent, he is under. He's on a long term deal right now. There is no chance yes. that he is playing on the franchise tag and and having to worry about this stuff. He is. He is. He is pocketing hundreds of millions of dollars, and he is. And maybe even hosting the Pick Six podcast. Katie, I have it on good authority that Lamar Jackson is actually your agent, which explains why you are, in fact, here right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's Lamar Jackson's mom. He's also, uh, she's also my agent <laughs> right. as well. And uh, congratulations to everyone because now I'm here. Okay. So another bold prediction I have is James Bradbury to Detroit. So the Lions missed out on him previously in 2020. Those were one of the two teams that he wanted to go to. He has rehabbed his career in Philly this year, all pro season. And adding an elite cornerback is the biggest need for the Lions. They've already addressed the defensive front. Their pass defense ranked 30th in the league, allowing 245 yards per game through the air last season. They've got about $16 million in projected cap space. I think that signing someone, a veteran like Bradbury, and like pairing him with some rookies, it's a very deep draft class for cornerbacks uh, that this is a good fit for Detroit to finally get Bradbury. A couple things. I actually love this. 
they have picks six and 18, the Lions do. And I went on, on mock draft version of Trillion. I always have them taking a cornerback with one of those picks. And you're exactly right. This class is deep, but Bradbury is proven. But Brenton, when I saw the rundown, I saw Bradbury to the Detroit. I thought Katie was going deep into the weeds and it was going to be center Garrett Bradbury goes from the Vikings <laughs> to Detroit. <laughs> And that, the only reason I bring it up, Katie, do you, is because do, you explain, do you want to explain that bit to Katie? She... So Garrett Bradbury went to NC State. He was a center there. He ran a sub four five four. He got drafted in the first round by the Vikings. Our guy Rick Spielman picked him. And uh, Breach, I think it's fair to say he hasn't lived up to his first round expectations. I would agree with that. And I think also Brinson predicted that he would win Rookie of the Year. Also true. That was and, that was that was that was. I will say, in my defense, yes. Look, it was stupid. It didn't work out. Uh, in my defense, the very next year, I believe, or at least within two years, three different offensive linemen received votes for Offensive Rookie of the Year. So you can say that I'm a fool. I say that I'm a trendsetter. None named Garrett Bradbury. He wasn't a rookie then. Moving on to James Bradbury. I like I like this look at Detroit. I think, um, you know, he, James Bradbury should get paid. You know, that, obviously the last play of the Super Bowl is something yeah, that – that's fine. I, although, I, yeah, no, no, I, I think it's, I'm just saying like I don't know if it ling- really lingers on um, – like when we think about James Bradbury, I mean, obviously I mentioned it, but like to me, it's like it's when you hear James Bradbury, I don't immediately think of that play because he was so good for the Eagles last year and has really been, um, you know, shout out Samford has been a uh, has been a you know good player since he entered the league. I I kind of I kind of like that move. I think he, I think he's a I think he's a quality free agent ad if you were trying to boost your secondary with a veteran presence, and that makes a lot of sense. I love it. All right, Lions need secondary help, and if they can get James Bradbury, I mean, we're looking at these stats right here. Uh, one of the best NFL defenders last season at the Lions. It, they don't have a lot of holes. That's the crazy thing about that roster. Uh, if Jared Goff plays well and you beef up the secondary, then, uh, you know, we were talking about the odds yesterday. The Lions are currently the favorite in that division, yep. and you add a, a, a shutdown corner to that team, and my goodness, they Wait, are Rich, a they're, playoff They're the favorites? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't make the odds, Wilson. I just read them. I Love just it. read them. Love it. Well, Lions Talk by Chatsport says that Jamel Dean is an option as well. What do you guys think about that? I think I like Bradbury a little better. Jamel Dean's a, a, obviously a really good football player. I'm sure the Buccaneers would love to keep him, but they, like I mentioned, have negative $40 trillion in cap space, so they have a lot of things to sort out. But uh, I think either of those options make sense. I hesitate to do this, but Billy, are you okay with James Bradbury leaving Philadelphia? Yeah, he can go. That's um, fine. By oh, me. That was so fast. He's still not the last play. As game. you can see, Billy, Billy hasn't let go of the last play of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Billy was yeah, sitting there waiting for someone to ask him that question. <laughs> I mean, he wants more money. But my my whole thing is like the Giants released him. We picked him up. He He's wants, good. He clearly wants more money. And it's like, all right, I mean, that's fine. I don't knock you for wanting more money. But at the same time, do you want to win a Super Bowl? Like, that's my thing. Do you want to redeem yourself in the Super Bowl? Because you have an opportunity if you take a little bit less and stay with the Eagles. Or take a little uh, more and win a Super Bowl in Detroit, which is going to happen yeah. before the Philadelphia Eagles come back. Uh, to allow, me to, allow me to quote our good friend Pete Prisco. What's good for me is good for me. Yeah, he doesn't need to be taking pay cuts. Yeah, Pete, 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 Pete's like, Pete's like, it's like, would you rather have a ring or be rich? You were just like, would you, it's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, a ring would be pretty cool. He's like, no, you're an idiot. You want to be rich? All right. Anyway. All right. On that, on that note, let's take another quick break <laughs> here on the Big Six podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, Calvin, you play golf. You think you can win one of those green jackets at the Masters? Well, if it's for being the most loving neighbor of the year, yes. It's a tradition unlike any other. The Masters on CBS. All right, welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. We are talking free agency, bold predictions, and Breach and I are on the same page about this one, and it is very, very bold and highly (laughs) unlikely. However, the Broncos trade for Taysom Hill. Now, we know that Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. He's been the Swiss Army knife for the Saints offense. They signed Derek Carr. They gave him a monster. Excuse me. uh, Sean Payton gave... um, Taysom Hill, a monster contract long-term that raised a lot of eyebrows. They've restructured him, which is what makes this a little bit hairy. They converted his base salary into a signing bonus, reduced the 2023 cap, uh, his cap hit to just $6.8 million. So I think it's cost prohibitive, but we do know that Sean Payton really wants Taysom Hill. 
Breach, what do you think? Well, I, you I mean, the contract doesn't mean anything. The, the the Taysom Hill contract is just a giant money laundering scheme. It is how the Saints have stayed afloat. They just use that contract. They chop money off it. They add money to it. It is like the one artery that keeps the Saints afloat it's somehow. Like, it's, like, it's like season six of Ozark. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just don't know where it's going. And so I think Sean Payton can call up, be like, look, you guys really don't want Taysom Hill. Let's not, I'm not even going to give you anything. You just give me Taysom Hill. We'll eat whatever we need to on his contract, maybe and throw some money at you so I can get him because I love this guy so much. Uh, and so, you know, I don't think it would make Russell Wilson happy because Taysom Hill might end up taking a couple snaps at quarterback if he got traded, just like I he breached. did in New Orleans. But I don't think the Saints, like, what are they going to do with him? Just give him, give him to Denver, give him to Peyton. Can I ask you and Katie a clarifying well, question? Would... Yeah. When you say the Broncos trade for Taysom Hill, is that in exchange for Russ Wilson? Because that actually would make a ton of sense. <laughs> I don't think they're giving up Russ Wilson, but (laughs) where's my dunk dunk button when I need it? (laughs) Yeah, I think that would make a lot of people happy, but no, I don't don't think that they're. This is the Saints calling up Sean Payton and saying, hey, buddy, you're our old friend. Here's Taysom Hill as a parting gift. You don't have to give us anything in return. I don't hate it. They're not going to do that, though. They wouldn't have restructured him if they if they weren't set on keeping Taysom Hill, at least for a little bit longer. I think I I think this is unlikely, but I, I do think that Sean Payton wants him. Sean Payton doesn't man crush on Taysom Hill. Like Sean Payton acquiring Taysom Hill would be the least shocking thing on the planet. Uh, one guy who like might be, I don't know if this would work, but um, I, let me make sure. I'm pretty sure he's still on the roster. But um, for the Broncos, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking through like Sean Payton getting a little too cute. Kendall Hinton played quarterback in, in college and obviously started that game during the COVID year. He's not built like Taysom Hill, but you know, as a wide receiver who could also throw passes, you just sort of wonder if like Sean Payton couldn't maybe use him as sort of a I don't, not a wild, like just I don't know, like in a in a in a, in a funky kind of fashion. Um, just a thought. Yeah, but no, I, I think I, that's that's a good point. Because, but, but like, like Taysom Hill going to the Broncos would be the least shocking thing on the planet if the contracts could get worked out. Yeah, you'd, it'd have to be a, a post June first trade for it to even have a chance of happening. Yeah. Yes. Could also have yes, a next offseason too. Yeah. What about Ryan Tannehill moving on from the Titans breach? All right, it's a bold prediction podcast, so my bold prediction is that, look, we've seen, is it the Titans get rid of Ryan Tannehill? They've spent the entire offseason just chopping salary left and right, and now who has the biggest cap hit on the team? Mr. Ryan Tannehill. So that is the fastest way to chop even more salary is to dump Ryan Tannehill. It would save them $17.8 million, and you know what? Maybe you go out and sign a veteran for one year for slightly cheaper. Maybe you let Malik Willis start. Whatever you do, I, I I don't think you're tanking this season, but you can say, let's dump Tannehill. If we struggle, we struggle. If we don't, then we knew Tannehill was a problem. And there you go. So I think if you don't trade Derrick Henry, he's your entire offense anyway. So it doesn't matter if Tannehill's there or not. Just free up the money. So you have Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. D'Amico Ryans and their quarterback at number two, whoever that Bryce Younger or CJ Shutt, whoever you have Shane Steichen and their quarterback at number four. And you, you're like, oh, you know what? Let's get rid of Ryan Tannehill. Cause then you're going to tank in a division that you could win, not tank in your words. So you're going to get rid of Ryan Tannehill in a division that you could conceivably win. I think the bigger issues are defense and the offensive line. Cause you have pick number 12, 11, excuse me. You could really get offensive linemen there and maybe you could, Band-Aid over Ryan Tannehill for another year if you think you have a chance to win nine or ten games. Ryan Tannehill, cut the, Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is the fifth highest cap hit for 2023 in the entire NFL, by the way, uh, oh. behind only um, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen. One of those names is not like the other. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my girl JoJo in the chat this several times not to bring this back to Jimmy Garoppolo but you know I do have to give her her flowers here she is saying her bit her bold prediction is that Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Rams reportedly the Rams are looking to offload Matt Stafford I don't know how much I believe that I mean I know he's maybe looking to retire sometime soon what do you guys think about Jimmy Garoppolo to the Rams that team Um, has a lot of problems just in terms of obviously 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 anything that involves disrespect to Matthew Stafford I am uh, fundamentally opposed to Really? I would just say if they're if if the Rams trade Matthew Stafford, I think that Sean McVay would give Baker Mayfield as the next man up and try and keep him. Uh, 
on some sort of prove it deal. Hey, look, you did pretty well. My offense last season. Let's see what you can do if we give you the entire season. So I think Jimmy G could work there, but I think that Sean McVay would stick with Baker Mayfield if, if they traded Stafford. The only thing I would say though, breach is that if Matthew Stafford, one of the toughest people on planet earth can't keep it together behind that Rams offensive line, Jimmy Garoppolo may not wake, make it through the first quarter of week one preseason. That's True. my only concern. It would be hard for me to see uh, Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> in, a, in a Rams jersey. I'll say that right now. That's I don't know that I could take Katie's it. Else, Breach, else thought, yeah. I Well, before we get into Breach's last uh, bold prediction for a quarterback, I will say, Brinson, I just got this update from TMZ. Since this is the unofficial Cocaine Bear podcast, oh, a wild God. African like, cat oh. in oh, a wild African cat in Ohio tested positive for cocaine. There's a cocaine cat. Cocaine cat. It's the sequel. Let's in Ohio. go. I yeah. saw that cocaine cat was trending on Twitter. I didn't pursue it, but now I know. You know, though, it's a real cat in Ohio. If Katie would have just think- said. If Katie would have just said there's a cocaine cat and guess what state it's in, there's a 50-50 chance we would have guessed. It, it would have been Ohio or Florida. Ohio. Yeah. yeah, Florida. Yeah, Florida definitely. Um, look, I love the idea of the sequel. I'm a little disappointed that Brady Quinn hasn't texted me yet uh, since he you – know, but I, and I appreciate – see, Katie, you get the ethos of this podcast that, uh, yeah. you know, obviously – you know, yeah. Uh, by the way, by the way, can I throw – I'm going to throw – I've got a random bull prediction that I uh, should have said in, but I won't. But I think, I think that the Chicago Bears drastically overspend – on multiple wide receivers and free agency, the two that I would probably target, Juju Smith-Schuster and maybe Jacoby Myers. Uh, I, I, I think like, like, I'm not saying it'll be good. I'm just saying they're going to overpay for him because remember they don't have that second round pick, Ryan Wilson, that they, they, they lost in the Chase Claypool. But trade. they're going to get yeah, I'm kidding. They're going to get a ton of picks when they trade off trade down for number one. Possibly they have Chase Claypool. Juju's not going to. He didn't. I think he signed for seven million in Kansas City. Jacoby Myers ain't signing for much more than that, I would imagine. He's a possession receiver. I think Jacoby gets paid in free agency. No, he ain't getting paid. What does getting paid okay. mean to you? Um, I mean, like fourteen million a year. Oh no, I don't think so. Look at Breach's face. It's more than Curtis Samuel. All right, Katie, I got to do the with the first pick podcast in six minutes. So let's get to Breach's last one before Brinson says something else about Jacoby Myers. Carson went mm-hmm. to the Panthers. I think Frank Wright, guys. He says I had him in Philly. He fell apart. I had him in Indy. He fell apart. I'm going to give him third times a charm. I'm bringing him to Carolina. Frank Reich is going to go crazy and I talk think the, everyone into wins. I'm with Brinson. I think the first thing David Tepper said, even before he got finished shaking Frank Reich's hand, he said, listen, if you mention the words Carson Wentz, I'm ejecting you out of this fourth story window. So it's up to you, buddy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, listen, uh, Frank, um, we're glad you came in for the second, for this interview, first interview. Uh, it's, it's great to meet you. Um, here's the deal. If you say Carson Wentz's name, like if you even if you even if you even mention if you even say like Johnny Carson's name, Cuh. like <laughs> Cuh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that. I don't hear Cuh come out of your mouth, and or whoa, either of those comes out of your mouth, and this interview is over, and we're giving the job to Steve. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, what do you think, yeah, Katie? Is that too bold? I want Carson Wentz to be done. I don't want Carson oh, Wentz go. to go any anywhere. I, you know, I'm, I'm a gambling woman. Anytime I bet on Carson Wentz, it ends up blowing up in my face. So I would just <laughs> like Carson Wentz just to be done. Get out of the league. Just become best friends. Yep. Some money, please, <laughs> please. See, you get the, again, you get the ethos of this podcast. We are not Carson Wentz fans <laughs> it's, here. Yeah, um, we're, we're done I, with him. We're done with him. I just think like, I mean, I think I, to me, so the, the argument for getting Wentz would be if you were at nine and you don't trade up and then you end up getting like Anthony Richardson and you just have to sit him for a year. I, I, I'm not saying he should, they should do it. I don't think they should do it. Carson Wentz in the XFL, savage. I'm saying that I, I think that, like, I, I, to me, to me, if you're, if you're Frank Wright, Jacoby Brissett, and I know he went to yeah. state, so Jacoby no, Brissett makes way more sense than Carson Wentz because you're, you're basically saying this guy's a placeholder. With Wentz, it's still a big enough name. Where like, I mean, the Washington traded for him, thinking that he was going to be the guy moving forward. And, and he was. So I, I would have, I would have reset the Wentz for sure. I will just say these are bold predictions, not predictions that make sense. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. true. Okay, Wilson has got to get off right now. So thank you everyone for tuning in. This is the Pick Six Podcast. We will see you next week. <laughs>